your new place is going to have like uh yeah, I assume you're going to have like an office space in there somewhere. Mm, yeah, so my desk is going to be situated in the basement. Um Well, you got your own toilet. I do have that little freestanding toilet, it's true. I need to buy a bungee cord <laughs> for your toilet. <laughs> Yeah, man, you gotta put the TP on something. It might as well be on a bungee cord. It's very classy. What would you hang it on? Okay, tell me another way. You know, for like if you had a freestanding toilet in your basement, let's just say, and you needed toilet paper for said toilet, where would you put it? On a goddamn bungee cord is the correct answer. I might put a shower curtain up, but probably not. If anybody's peering into my basement and they see me pee, that's their own problem. I got nothing for you. Like, it's true. It's your goddamn so. house. You can pee where you want. Well, I want to pee in the toilet because I'm, you know, a human. <laughs> hey, look at quarantine rules, man. Whatever, what anything goes. That's going to be the uncomfortable cold open, isn't it? Oh god! Please don't make that the cold open. Back to another episode of the Daily Screening presents. Does it hold up? I think that's what we've we're calling it. That's what I'm days. calling it. Why not? Sure, sounds sounds great. Let's get let's make it the most unwieldy title possible. Like let's just keep adding subcolons every week. I mean, I, great. I think it's inevitable at this point. Really, some parentheticals. Let's get an ellipsis in there somewhere. I mean, that's just a vocal pause. <laughs> It'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, this whole podcast is just vocal pauses. Um, <laughs> the Daily Screening presents. Does it hold up? Presents vocal pauses. I am still daily, still in New Zealand, uh, and you are still Bart, and still in uh, DC uh, for the moment. But for the moment, soon not. But soon, soon not. not though. Soon not, provided um, all things go to plan. Yeah, I was going to say, so let's, actually, I was going to ask you about that. I meant to ask you about that last week. Mm. You're moving to Richmond. Uh, you're moving this week? Is this moving week? We close on the house on Thursday, and then the movers are coming on Saturday. So this should be the last podcast from this location. Ain't that some shit? What is that? I'm curious. What does that look like logistically in, you know, these troubled times? Like, like, do you have to, like, is it like, okay, uh, the house is all packed up. I'm going to leave and hope the movers get everything. Or do you just like stand on the lawn and watch them go back and well, forth? Well, like... it's, it's, <laughs> it's more unwieldy than it otherwise might be, to be sure. Um, we, we chose movers partly, in no small part, based on what it says up front and center on their website that they're doing um, to handle moving things in COVID times. Yeah. Um, so we ended up with uh, two guys in a truck, I believe is the name of the organization. I'm not endorsing them until they I fucking like move my stuff, but you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but they seem pretty proactive about it, so that's good. We kind of want the um, sterilization by time spent of the house. We want to start that clock so that, mm. you know, before too, 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 too long. Jenna's folks can come and visit us. Um, the house is empty right now, right? Nobody's yeah. Yes, it is. Now, is right. It? Yeah. No. It was. So it was a. It was a gut 
renovation. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I mean, you don't have to worry about like some some dumbass like you know having corona parties in the house last week. You know, like it's been no the only empty. The only... So it's it, it, to a certain degree, it's sterile by virtue of having not had people in it for a that's, while. I mean, yeah, I mean, but... you're still gonna clean it and everything, but like it's you know yeah you're I, mitigated a little. Well, bit. yeah, I mean, it's so it's more a matter of like getting you know the plumbers and the electricians and all the people in who need to do things and getting those things checked off as quickly as possible like like there's no washer and dryer in it we need to buy that stuff Um, so we need to get we like want to get that all set up as soon as possible so that the only people who are physically in it are the two of us and the the dogs yeah Um, and yeah we'll go from there but so i'm trying to come up with some recurring bits for us to do here yeah Um, yeah so uh, I'm going to ask, uh, what is your favorite uh, quarantine feast, quarantine meal? I was trying to come up with... Meal? I, I couldn't come up with the good portmanteau. Yeah, no. everybody's baking shit, and we're everybody's gonna... like making bread and whatnot. Like, yeah. you, you made some, like... How many sourdough starters do you have in your house right now? That's the real question. <laughs> um, I think the answer to that question is zero. Maybe one. That's good. Um, That's the correct answer. I don't... So I don't much care for sourdough. Um it's just not my thing. But so, but in the past 24 hours, Jenna has made two loaves of white bread, two loaves of banana bread, a whole crap ton of pasta dough because we've made ravioli. Um, she's been making this quinoa bread. It's like, it's like a whole wheat quinoa. It's really good. It's like a good hearty wheat bread. Um, and so like we haven't bought bread since like December. Um, nice. So, yeah. Um, so like we haven't made, I'm not sure we've made any new meals since quarantine started um because i mean like since we effectively halved our income in december yeah we've been you know planning our meals out like and just all of our spending and to an inch of our lives um and so you know we're we're lucky in that we were kind of already doing a lot of the, the quarantine kind of stuff um by way of life choices well yeah i mean and just in terms of what people are going through by way of being furloughed and laid off and everything yeah. we we sort of you were sort of already there before yeah we, we, we were yeah. i mean we were in a way really lucky in that we were like we we had the opportunity to plan to do that yeah um, a yeah. few months ago and so for us as opposed to having it foisted upon you right and so i mean like it's it's an awkward i feel weird saying it but it, but you know we're we're lucky in that we we didn't really have to change any of our you know normal behaviors at least by way of spending yeah um when this yeah. started um certainly our behaviors in terms of going out or like physically going outside of the house for any reason yeah uh jamie made bagels here uh which did... she made bagels and she made uh, a loaf of bread. The problem with both is that our yeast is old, and so um, it didn't. They didn't quite bloom. They didn't quite rise in the way that you want them to. We have kind of decided that bagels are going to be the first thing that we really like. New thing that we make in the new kitchen. Um, so we're excited yeah. about that. Uh, it was good. Your kitchen will smell amazing. Like I, the smell of bagels is fantastic. I am so excited. I'm I'm a I'm an okay cook. I can cook, but it's not the same thing as baking at all. Jenna can yeah. bake. No, no, not at all. Baking uh, is chemistry. Cooking is like I don't know. Let's throw some of this shit in there. See yeah, what happens. Right. <laughs> yeah. Too salty. It's, I don't know. Yeah, throw cook, some pepper in there. Cooking, Fuck it. I don't know. Cooking is alchemy. <laughs> to to yeah, baking exactly. is chemistry. 
I I know which one I am. Let's be honest. Uh, we've got some real fudgy brownies in our house right now. Mm. Uh, I had to resist the urge to eat one for breakfast today. Yeah, we've got um, you know those 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 little banana breads are there, and they're full of chocolate yeah. and walnuts, and oh, they're so good. Yeah. That's See, those are dangerous because those are multi-purpose. Like that's breakfast, or that's a snack, or that's dessert. Like oh. that can be any of those things. You, you, too easy to justify eating banana bread six times a day. Oh yeah, <laughs> who who are you telling? It's like you walk by and you take a little piece, and you're like, you can, whereas like with brownies, there's guilt. <laughs> I don't know, I'm getting really excited for all these projects. I am overflowing with projects of things that I want to like build. And, yeah, we got a lot to do in the yard. We're gonna build a fire pit, and we're gonna make a path, and we gotta build garden boxes. And this, we might get chickens. Okay. There's a place in Richmond that will shit that will rent. I'm not fucking with you. They will rent you chickens. You rent chickens. <laughs> and if and if you seem to, I know they'll like rent you the 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 like chicken coop and the chickens. And they're they're not chicks. They're fucking chickens already producing eggs. These are adult hens. And since we do all this gardening anyway, apparently chicken coop is amazing fertilizer. Um, yeah. And they eat everything, so you don't, like, waste your food scraps anymore. Wait, what happens if one of the chickens dies? Do you, like, owe the, owe the rental place a chicken? I, like, what is, is, there a, is there a mortality fee? <laughs> I, to be honest, I've been thinking about that. I need to look into it. Um, <laughs> like, but uh, do they come and take the chicken corpse, or do you now have to bury a chicken in your backyard? <laughs> you know, I don't know what's in the fine print, um, <laughs> but I'm gonna read it. But but the thing they'll is, rent like, you a chicken coffin. <laughs> but they will, well, the other thing is like if you seem to be getting along well with your chickens, they will let you. It's like rent to own. So <laughs> this is a true thing, and I'm really excited. We're gonna, totally gonna do it, and we're gonna have fresh eggs. They, they two chickens apparently will like eight to twelve eggs a, a week. That's perfect. Have you watched anything good this week? Um, any, any other fun shit? We we've been uh, watching some Community, which is which is fun. Um, oh yeah, this is your first time through Community, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, How do you feel about that? I, I I'm enjoying it. I like it a lot. I'm I, I feel like binging it is probably the right way to do it. Um, my yeah. friend made me aware of what a piece of human garbage uh, Chevy Chase is, which is annoying because I like you can't have anything nice anymore. It's like why no. don't? It's like I'm not. Am I surprised? Absolutely not. Do I necessarily want to know that while I'm in season one? No. Call it human nature, but there is a piece of me that wants the privilege of not knowing what a piece of human garbage Chevy Chase is, and so that I can enjoy it more fully. That's privilege, man. I love Community, um, and I remember that Community premiered like the first year or so I was in LA, like the first pilot season that I was in LA and like mm-hmm. working. I remember vividly that because um well first of all i was working uh, at a management company that repped um danny pudi who plays abed yeah um and that show came out the same year premiered the same year as modern family and it very much there very much felt like there was like a not a rivalry between shows but like between fans it was like which show is your show of like your comedy of choice for that year it was like are you like team community or like team modern family yeah. and modern family's been on for like you know 20 fucking years now or something that show's still on has won a million emmys i think it might be or if not it just ended really um jeez yeah it went it went on for it was stayed on the air for a lot longer than i think a lot of people realize but yeah that show went on forever and won a million emmys um and community was always like the scrappy upstart but like i remember 
I remember watching Family, uh, uh, Modern Family, and thinking, "Oh, this is like Modern Full House. Like that's all this is. It's just like it was funny, yeah. but it was like this is just Full House done in a modern lens, and that that's all it is." You yeah, know? that sounds about um, right. Yeah, sure. Community uh, always blew me away because of its ability to like constantly change itself and like grow into new shit and weird shit um and to pull off like so many different genres and worlds so effectively i um, have i mean i'm literally in season one so i have no idea what you're talking about yeah oh it's you're ugh, yeah you're only you're the tip of the iceberg my friend um but i remember yeah. vividly the moment where i where i like was like okay i am on board for this show which was the first time we watched the pilot and uh, that moment at the end of the pilot where they're all sitting on the stairs and everyone's like gesturing silently to each other and Abed is just looking around at all of them. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now? Can, can you hear me? Am I, am I going deaf? Like, because he, he doesn't understand the social <laughs> cue. And I laughed so fucking hard at that. I like, I literally, like, I burst into tears. I was laughing so hard at that. that. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I mean, all right, this is my show. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I like, I'm watching this and I, like, Ghost Daily is next to me and I totally know every single thing that you're laughing at and exactly how hard you're laughing at which jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've known you Force long Force Ghost enough. Daily is right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I watched two things this week uh, that are worth mentioning. The first is, uh, the, I found this show, I stumbled on this show uh, on Amazon Prime called Undone. And it's really fucking good, man. What is it? Um, it's like, it's eight episodes. Um, the whole thing is, so it's it's co-created by um, the creator of BoJack Horseman. Um, I could not get into that show. I really tried. and I just Oh, couldn't. really? Yeah. You I, should try that again. It. I think it's a little, it's not slow to start, but it just takes a while for you to like, sort of key into the reality that they've created but like once you sort of get comfortable in that reality it's really fucking funny and the jokes are like so dense and it's just like there's so many like weird puns and shit happening in the background and just like throwaway gags that are like riotously funny so i'll 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 go to bat for bojack horseman also that show gets really fucking dark too which is great this is the same creator um as bojack and um it's a it's a it's a fairly kind of straightforward like sci-fi premise that you've seen before it's like you know a woman uh gets in a car accident and is seeing like visions of her dead father and maybe she's going crazy or maybe she's developed like mental powers and can like travel through space and time and whatever um but the whole thing is rotoscoped so like Mm. waking life or scanner darkly um but Mm. not in a really like exaggerated like crazy way like they're not using the rotoscope to like make their eyes bug out of their head or some shit like every it's full of recognizable actors and everyone is instantly recognizable like Mm. they're they're basically just drawing over the performance and they're really just using the rotoscoping to not have to do realistic CG special effects when she does her like trippy sci-fi shit, you know, like it's just a way to like animate reality essentially. Um, so it's like really minimalistic kind of sci-fi, like, like, like down to earth sci-fi stuff, kind of like almost kind of the way like Donnie Darko is. It's like, Mm. it's like real sci-fi, but most of the movie doesn't feel sci-fi ish. It's just like people in a house walking around or whatever, you know, you know, Um, that might be a thing to do on this podcast. 
Oh, it's on my list. Which, I haven't watched that movie which, since college, probably. Well, no, that's false. Because we went and we saw it at um, at the Brattle when the director. Oh yeah, we did. We saw it when the when the, when the director's cut when came the out, shitty yeah. director's cut came out. Yeah. I also saw a stage play version of it. Oh God, uh, no, no, at no. Harvard once. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was it, nah. it was real bad. Nope. Um, yeah. The the mom spent the whole show with a glass of wine in her hand. She never not had a glass of wine in her hand, um, and was like kind of tipsy the whole time. And then when they got to the part where the the plane engine crashes into the house, it's been so long I don't even remember what the character's name are. But the there's that o- the overweight Asian girl that they all make fun of. In the play, it was like a little skinny blonde girl. And she literally, like, there's a model of a house on a table, and she, she literally walks in and, like, flies a plane in the air, and it's like, Woo! and then just smashes it into the house, no, and then no, walks off stage. No. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Rough. I mean, sure. But also, no. Yeah. Check out Undone on Amazon. I think it's really, really well executed, and, uh, and the uh, cast is really good. It's got Bob Odenkirk in it. Oh, uh, you can't. He plays the he plays the dead dad, and you can't go wrong with Bob Odenkirk. Um, and then uh, uh, last night I watched Rambo: Last Blood. It's streaming for free on Amazon Prime. I tell you what, man, I really didn't like it. No it was, shit. <laughs> but like, it was like okay, you, Rambo: The Last, the other Rambo yeah. is fun. You know. Okay. Like. Uh, he he's in a jungle and he's all like old and jaded and shit and then he has to go kill a bunch of people and it's but it's like fun over the top kills like when, the, when he jumps into the truck and he, he he hits the guy with the like the mounted machine gun at point blank range and he just like erupts into like liquid debris like that shit is gross and violent and hilarious all at the same time uh, this movie is just dark that- and joyless yeah, I mean, like even the violence is just sort of like, ugh, I don't like any of this. Like, and it's just, it's like, it's not even that it's dark; it's bleak. No, I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, even the violence at the end, like, I mean, you know, you get the like Home Alone, like crazy set of traps at the end. They are objectively cool traps, but it's just you know, okay. at that point, I'm just like, ugh, I don't. I don't. This isn't fun, man. I'm not enjoying any of this. Well, shit. Okay, good to know. Um, I need to watch that other thing that you sent me that I forget the name of right now. Like, oh, the Bruce Lee one. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, I found this on Twitter the other day. Somebody tweeted a, a screenshot of the description of this movie called uh, I think the Dragon Lives Again is what it's called, and it's also streaming for free on Amazon. Um, and it's like the soul of Bruce Lee goes to hell where he has to fight uh, like Clint Eastwood and James Bond and the guy from Kung Fu and Zatuichi the Blind Swordsman and uh, Emmanuel. It's like it's very it's like the most it's Dracula. Dracula's in it. Also, there's Dracula in it. Um, I tried to watch it and I couldn't get through it very far, not because it was bad. I mean, it was bad, um, <laughs> but because like the transfer is really bad. Like it's like they it's a widescreen movie and it's been cropped to four three, but oh, not no. panned and scanned. 
So like there'll be like somebody on the left side of the frame and somebody on the right side of the frame and the guy on the right side of the frame is talking but he's not in the frame anymore. Like they oh, cut him out. No. That's so there's bad. just like voices happening. Like I don't I can't actually tell what the fuck is going on in this movie. Um but yeah, the whole thing is like post-dubbed. Um it's the beginning's pretty fucking funny. Uh because Bruce Lee is lying dead on a table with a giant erection. Uh sure. And sure. And and a bunch of women are looking at him, going, "He doesn't even look like Bruce Lee." Uh, and they go, "Yeah, well, he's dead. When you die, you don't look the same anymore. Death changes you, so that's why he doesn't wow. look the same." Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and then they they reach. Uh, he's got a, like a sheet over him, which is how you could see his giant erection. Sure. And they reach under the sheet and they pull out uh, a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> sure. So it's like Kung Fury, yeah. but somehow worse. But somehow, but somehow worse. Sure. Although I will say the guy who plays Bruce Lee is named Bruce Lee Young. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I swear to God, I was like yes, that's how he got cast. Okay, <laughs> that well, was the, his sole credential for getting cast in this movie. Good Lord Almighty! Okay. Hey Mars attacks. Hey Mars attacks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel like this was your idea. I feel like you're the one who suggested Mars attacks. I feel like Mars attacks for me is Ninja Turtles for you. I cherry pick the <laughs> shit out of it. I I adore it because of nostalgia. Does it hold up? I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I every time I watch it, which is not very frequently, let's be honest, I enjoy it because there are things that I. What is my favorite thing in any movie? We've talked about this any number of times before. It's when a movie knows exactly what it is. Right, Terminator yeah. Three knows what it is. It's crash some shit, blow it up, put a girl in leather. We know what this is. Mars Attacks knows exactly what it is. See, that's I think that's yeah. interesting because I that's actually one of the problems I had with this movie is that I feel like Tim Burton knows what he wants this movie to be, but I feel like a lot of the other people in this movie don't know what movie they're making. Probably. <laughs> That's a fair critique. You can tell when somebody is like gets it. Like, you know, like Rod Steiger fucking gets it. Rod Steiger knows exactly what movie he's in and he's phenomenal. Uh he, he like every Liberals, time he comes on screen. Intellectuals, politicians, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> fucking love that. Amazing in this yeah, movie. He is. Yeah. Um Pierce Brosnan I think knows what movie he's in. You know, like he he he's just he's playing that like sort of fifties scientist where he just everything he's like sw- a scientist but he's also too good looking and he's like very suave and uh, <laughs> but also like way out of his depth and he's like he just plays everything with that like smarmy smile like he, he he's 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 in tune but I feel like a lot of like Michael J Fox I don't know what movie Michael J Fox thinks he's making but it's not this one. <laughs> I, so here's the thing. I feel like this is why I feel like why I started earlier. I feel like a lot of credit goes to the casting agent because you have name brand actors in absolutely pointless roles. Yeah. What is Danny DeVito doing in this movie? Does Christina Applegate have lines? No. When Did, is she even in the movie? She's the girlfriend of Jack Black. That's who it was. I couldn't. I was like, like I, I, I couldn't why? recognize her. I remember seeing her name in the credits and then forgot. Why is she there? I don't know. Like, how did they get her? I don't know. Like. Baby Natalie Portman. Okay, fine. Because she's yeah. young. But Jack Nicholson in two roles doing, like, it's it, this isn't Dr. Strangelove. Like, no. No. It, oh. But I wonder if that's how they pitched it to him, you know? Like, because it is, it's so, there's no, re- literally no reason for him to be in two roles in this movie 
at none. all. Absolutely you know? none. Yeah. Um, and the second role, the non-president role, is terrible. Like, it's not... He's clearly having a fucking blast doing it. He's got a big fake yeah. nose and, like, oversized chompers. But, like, he it's not funny. It doesn't go anywhere. So I have a theory about that role. And to this day, I've hmm. seen this movie, I don't know how many times, to this day, I don't know what that character's name is. <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I have a sneaking suspicion that it was his idea. It, it's it, I, it has the like vaguest smell to me that they were like, "Come be the president," and he was like, "I'll do it if I can do this other thing," and I'm going to do it the so, exact way I want to do it. Here we go, roll them dice, and they were like, "Fine, <laughs> you're Jack Nicholson." So that intellect, like emotionally, yes, I that that totally tracks. Um, here's what I could say. Uh, I, well, I I would be willing to bet that that's true to the extent that like I would. I bet he made a bunch of choices, you know, like cowboy hat, I bet was his choice, you know? I... <laughs> um, it's so bad. Here's the thing that makes me sad um, is because I did a little digging around. Yeah. And uh, first of all, apparently Jack uh, agreed to do this movie like s- script unseen. No shit. He liked working with Tim Burton on Batman. Sure. So he was like, oh yeah, yeah whatever. I'll just do it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, that sounds right. So the the second role, the the Vegas uh, real estate developer role, um, was not originally meant to be Jack Nicholson. It was meant to be Michael Keaton. And now I'm very angry that I don't get to see that version of the movie. Yeah. I mean, at the height of his powers. What year was this? This 96, Yeah, exactly. Was it 96? Yeah, 96, 96. Yeah. Yeah. I could absolutely see that as Keaton, no problem. That's not even a stretch. Yeah, Crazy Keaton would have been amazing. I'm sorry, is there another kind of Keaton? Getting back to what you originally said, which is that like it's a movie that knows what it is. Like that's the thing that I think is really like can be really frustrating watching this movie is that I feel like it really jumps back and forth. Like it it clearly it wants to be like an homage to 1950s style. I mean, it is very much a B sci-fi movie. Yeah, those style points are all over the place, you know? Um, and I actually appreciate a lot of the, like, all of the, when they when the military shows up, they're all wearing, like, 50s-style, like, dark green. They all look like like little green army men, you know? Like, yeah, they're all yeah. wearing 50s-style military uniforms. Yeah. When the scientists have to brief the president, they're all inexplicably wearing lab coats yeah. for no reason <laughs> For no at all. reason at all, yep. <laughs> or when they do, actually, I really like when they do the autopsy on the alien, and they've got, like, those giant domes Bub- over their heads. The bubble heads. Yeah, yeah. You know, wearing bubble suits. It's like, that shit is great. And if it, like really leaned harder into that like i would be like way more into it but i feel like the movie constantly checks out of that mode into like like the entire vegas subplot bores me to tears it goes nowhere you could cut all of those characters out of the movie byron would not matter at all yes Yes, Jim. I can't. I literally spent half the movie trying to figure out if Jim Brown is a good actor or a bad actor or an actor at all. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. sometimes he's compelling and sometimes he's boring as shit. And I can't figure I couldn't figure it out. Uh, I mean, I've. Like, this cast is so big and yeah. so There's ridiculous. like 23 main characters. Oh, it's, it it's unnecessary. It's, it's crazy. And I mean, I, it obviously it was a deliberate choice. Um, but I yeah. feel like having that plot line allowed a couple specific things to happen, right? 
you got your family level grounding. You get yeah. you get Pam Greer somehow. Yeah, um, Pam Greer, who I'm pretty sure only appears in scenes talking on the phone. Other than that one scene where she pulls her kids out of the arcade. But she's there. Like, you get Pam Greer out of that. You get uh, fucking uh, Tom Jones out of that plot line. Tom Jones. What is Tom Jones doing in this movie? Why not? I do why, not understand. Why the fuck not? Because they had the opportunity, <laughs> to, and they did it. And they got him with deer and birds and shit <laughs> at the end. And it's wonderful. because they. I can. mean, that bit is great. That's a great bit. If they had excised the Vegas stuff, I think it would have been, it would have served the movie to actually have, I mean, it, it, you know, it wants to be an ensemble movie, but I think it would have been better to have like an actual protagonist for us to follow, you know? Like, I feel like if this was a real 50s movie, like Pierce Brosnan would be the hero of the movie, you know? I don't know. See, the thing is, like, I, I sort of like that there's no protagonist. You you have a collection of people whose lives... I feel like this is a better execution of Crash. Remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big ensemble movie. Like, yeah. you have or, a lot of big people whose lives are changed because of a specific event. And their lives interact with each other in unexpected ways for <laughs> moments in time. Most of them die. And who gives a shit? <laughs> Is that not the truest reflection of life you've ever heard in any modern, like in any cinema? Bart just summed up the last 30 years of Best Picture nominees. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's also like a weird, again, it's like a, it's a weird tonal shift. It's like it can't, de- I feel like it can't decide how slapsticky to be about the, like how tongue in cheek to be about like the 50s stuff, you know? Um, like sometimes it's just window dressing. Like for example, when the, uh, President Jack Nicholson goes to—I <laughs> don't know his name either. Yeah, when he goes to broadcast a message to the to the aliens, like by radio. Yeah, he walks in with a folder and <laughs> with his speech in a folder, and the folder just says in huge block letters, "Presidential statement." Yeah, <laughs> and like. I feel like that should have been a bit, and instead it's just like sitting there, and it's like it, you can barely even read it. Like you, there isn't even really even a clear shot of it. But you know? that's great. It just becomes jarring with the real slapstickiness of the aliens later. You know, if it had just been that, if it was just a tongue-in-cheek homage to '50s movies with a bunch of like random sight gags, um, that would be one thing. But I feel like, and by the way, I actually, that's why I think you'd like BoJack Horseman, because BoJack Horseman is full of shit like that. Okay, fine. Um, that's that's fair enough. I want you to tell me what, name me one thing in this whole goddamn movie that is not squarely tongue-in-cheek. I think that some of the cast, like Annette Benning, everybody in Vegas... Uh, uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, even Sarah Jessica Parker to a certain degree. It's like they're not really, they feel like too modern. Like they don't feel like they're in the same world. They feel like they've just sort of like wandered in from this other movie. Um, but I also think it's really, I think it, it's really at odds with the Martian shit, which is not tongue in cheek. It is straight out slapstick. It is well, sure. like, it is it is like the Marx Brothers. It's the Three Stooges. It's it's, oh, it's crazy. Uh, and it looks terrible. But I mean, and I enjoy <laughs> it. It just doesn't. It's like I like the idea of the Martians as like they're just these assholes with a terrible <laughs> sense of humor. They, I mean, you know? they, they like, are <laughs> like. And I like I love the bit of them 
where they're running around attacking everyone and they're carrying the translator that says, we come in peace, we are your friends. Like, that shit is great. I love that. When they knock over the Washington Monument and then they keep jumping, like making it tip from side to side so they could crush the Boy Scouts. That's great. That shit's real funny, but it's just like, it's not, it's, it's so over the top that it's like, wait, what movie am I fucking watching right now? Bowling on Easter Island. That's the other one. It was oh. like where they go bowling on Easter Island. Yes, that's 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 like that's a Saturday morning cartoon move. Oh, you know? absolutely. The whole thing. I mean, the fact that their little like printout translator thing is just let's Looks be like honest. A row of condoms. It's just a row of condoms. Like that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like. Or when they when they <laughs> suck up the nuclear missile into the balloon and then get a helium voice from it. It's, I mean, like it's so ridiculous. Like you have to appreciate that shit. It's so so fucking yeah. stupid. They blew up yeah. Congress. <laughs> like that's great. Like so that's the other thing I was gonna say. I feel like you know obviously this movie suffers from uh, bad timing. Um, in its uh, when it was released, so it was first of all, it was released in 1996. It came out in the same year, the same summer as Independence Day. So it's a spoof it was, of Independence Day, basically. Yeah, but it is yeah. like so. But it was like that was the movie that everybody liked. So then another movie where they like don't take it so they don't take it seriously and they just sort of shit on Independence Day is yeah. like that did not land with audiences and that is understandable, I suppose. Okay, here's your parallel, but backwards. Remember when the the TriStar Godzilla came out with Matthew Broderick? Yeah. And yeah. then Godzilla 2000 came out less than a year later? That's what this is. But if this movie came out today, this movie would be so highly memed, it wouldn't even be funny. Like, oh, it would be direct to Netflix. Like, this yeah, but no, never... but I'm saying like like Twitter would be choking itself on Mars Attacks memes. And I feel like it should anyway, you yeah. know? Like... They killed Congress should be a meme. The tipping the Washington Monument should be a meme. It probably well uh, after the aliens running around with a translator saying we are your friends like that should be a meme. How like I feel like there should be a million memes from this maybe movie there, and there aren't maybe any. Maybe there are and we just don't know. Maybe they will after this podcast. Right, we're gonna start it. We're gonna start this the gonna Mars be, Attacks meme this, trend right this here. This is gonna right be now. our like our fifteen minutes. Our contribution to society yeah. will be memes right. of. But that's the other thing, like. Even if this movie had come out, like, even if it did exactly what it did in 96, like, even if, like, if it came out and did poorly, I think it would probably be even more memed, you know? Like, there'd be more gifts. It'd be crazy. Um, And I think that's just, like, it's a difference in the world, like, the cinematic world today versus 1996, you know? Like, back then it was like, eh, if something wasn't good, it just got forgotten. It just got, like, kicked over to the side. I mean, it's it's funny, though, because I feel like this is one of those things that people still kind of remember. Yeah, they have like a vague recollection. Of I, it. I feel like if I went on a conference call for work, which is all that life is now for a lot of people, right? And you just instead That's of true. speaking, you just went rat 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 rat. People would get the joke. <laughs> In the script, all the Martian dialogue says "ack ack 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 ack," and that was that was written as a placeholder so that they could figure out what the Martian dialogue would be later. And then they were just like, "Nah, fuck it, let's, let's just, just go with ack 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 ack." That's great. I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that like that makes me like it more. <laughs> I, I feel like we should talk about the uh, the Martin Short prostitute scene with the Kennedy. Role. I feel like we should talk about Martin Short's hair for about twenty five minutes. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. He had Rachel hair. It's Rachel hair. <laughs> like Yeah, everybody had Rachel hair in nineteen ninety six. It was crazy. Nineteen ninety six. Martin Short, I can't can't tell if he kind of know he's like in his own movie, basically. 
You know, I mean, like he's almost not even in the Martian movie. He's just in like like a '90s sitcom about the White House. You know, my favorite thing about that whole sequence is, is when after it's all over and they're doing the autopsy, the alien hmm. autopsy. By the way, yeah, and where Pierce Brosnan says, "If you look in the head chasm." <laughs> <laughs> No, no, this is the second autopsy. This is the autopsy of the oh. prostitute one. And, and they're like, and, and they take the time to bring in the guy and they like dedicate dialogue to this. Where Christina Applegate gets no dialogue, right? Yeah. They took the time to dedicate dialogue to explain what the gum was. That's for the nerds. <laughs> That's for us. That female Martian prostitute, well, that is. That she is otherworldly, man. That is like such an odd look, it's, and like that is like one of those iconic images from this movie. Like that is one of the images that persists. It's like the Martians and like Lisa Marie in that crazy fucking getup. Yeah, um, and the way she moves and yeah, she's, she's like on a roller. She's on a skateboard or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Apparently, they the the suit the the dress she's in. They didn't want there to be. They wanted it to look seamless so they literally sewed her into the dress that sounds right and that's there were no there were no zippers or buttons or anything they literally like wrapped it around her and sewed her into the fucking thing that is the exact kind of ocd crazy yeah that's tim burton in his prime i know that's great i want to give a moment's discussion to danny elfman yeah because danny elfman always leans i mean like you know a danny elfman score instantly every time you hear oh, it oh totally this one is better than it should be for this shitty movie i agree i it's agree a, like, i think the music's actually really good in this i've come to appreciate scores very much especially recently um as as jenna has been watching a great deal of gray's anatomy there are three undercurrent scores in gray's anatomy one is silly pizzicato so you can relax <laughs> and know that no one's gonna die one is like deep synth someone's gonna fucking die and then the third one is mid-90s. Uh, we didn't get the rights to the song, but we still want to sing it, so we hired this guy. <laughs> and based on that, you always know what's going to happen in any given scene. I just, like, hear a fair amount of Grey's Anatomy through the wall, and it's like, I hear the silly pizzicato. Oh, everybody's fine. And so I've become very, very aware of scores. And so when I watched Mars Attacks, and it was Danny Elfman being like full-on Danny Elfman. I feel like he really enjoyed himself with this one. I like the overall look of the aliens like in their their in their design. I just this is one of the most jarring examples of like early CG that just does not it's age terrible. well it's at terrible. all, especially like that opening sequence with like all the UFOs. Even like that's usually the stuff that looks that sort of ages the best where it's just objects you know yeah especially no. an object that isn't necessarily a real object like a ufo that's like terrible that stuff all looks real real bad and the martians look even worse oh absolutely um, you know what it, you know what it reminds me of do you remember check's quest right around the same time probably probably maybe a little earlier maybe 90 i'm gonna guess 93 check's cereal included in some of their like they had a promo thing where in their box instead of like a little toy there was a cd-rom oh shit i do remember this yes it was checks wow. Quest, which was a thinly skinned version of doom motherfucker and, <laughs> and like and this looks just about as bad as that but yeah no so and again like in 
things that make me sad that I didn't get to see the the uh, there's another parallel dimension somewhere where I, there's this version of the movie exists and I want to see that version. I want to see the version where Michael Keaton plays the the real estate developer and the version where uh, as originally intended all of the Martian shit is stop motion animation. Cuz that was oh, the original plan. Oh, that would be great. I know. Like it would not only would it like fit with the 50s aesthetic stuff like yeah. so much better and i think that might be another thing that feels really jarring in this movie is like you've got this like 50s window dressing and then this like shitty 90s cg everywhere yeah. stop motion would like not only would it be like a more in like fitting style choice and keeping with everything else but man i'd almost certainly would have aged better than the oh, shit yeah. that's on screen here so i mean i feel like there are a few moments where there are physical like physical models oh there's a bunch aliens. of physical aliens and they look yeah, yeah. there's great. certainly some guys in suit yeah it, it, it's it, it's very like simpsons futurama it just did yeah. live action it looks amazing um this is also uh michael j fox's last movie um you're kidding t- me he did some tv after this but this was the last feature film he made um really? before he stopped making movies yeah, yeah yeah and there's even there's a shot in there um uh, when the Martians first land and he's like uh, broadcasting, he's standing on top of the truck and he's broadcasting. Yeah. And there's like a, a, a shot from far away where it's like, oh, like, you know, he's on the other side of the crowd yeah. and you can see him, he's broadcasting and you can see like that Parkinson's is taking it. Like you can see his hand shaking like in his pocket. Oh, um, I mean, it's a real so, shame. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where like in his, his delivery, you can tell like in retrospect, yeah. Like, I, I remember yeah. when I saw this the first time I did He's also not like, in very much of this movie, but... Yeah. Right, but I mean, like, in retrospect, you can tell that his delivery is not the same as it used to be. It's a real shame. That, that's a that's a real, like, cinematic shame. We should have had... He should have had so many more movies in him. Um, yeah. It's a real... It's a real... It makes me, makes me sad to think of all the movies he could have made. I mean, he's still alive. I feel like we're talking about him like he's fucking dead, but he's still here. I still don't know how this movie happened. This movie is based on uh, trading cards... That sounds right. That sounds right. I forgot sure. to mention this last week, but in the Ninja Turtles movie, in fact, in all of them, they all have a credit at the beginning that says, like, based on the exclusive licensing deal with Surge merchandise or something like that. Oh like, God. they have to credit, like, the action figures, like the toys or something like that. It's very weird. Um, this one is, like, based on the game by Tops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and apparently they, like, the the trading cards like they basically licensed the trading cards uh presumably so they could license like the some of the images and stuff like the martians whatever but the cards have like a story on them like there's text on them that give like a story and background and it has nothing to do with this movie because they didn't read the fucking back of the cards until after they wrote a script that sounds right (laughs) how can i ask a question and i i mean this in all earnestness and i really want you to be like don't don't spare my feelings here did you like the mariachi band? Yes. No, I love the mariachi band, actually. When, when, when she's giving the medals. I actually really love the mariachi band. <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's just everything about this movie is ridiculous. So I got uh, two, two questions to ask before we wrap up. The first is, uh, who's got the best death in this movie? There are a lot of people in this movie. A lot of them die, and a lot of them die in weird ways who's got the yeah. best death scene Ooh. who's got the best kill cinematically i have to give it to president jack nicholson 
because it's a great monologue with a continuity with a continuity error right in the middle of it, which I noticed for like the first so time. Like so many, his fucking necktie, his fucking yes, the necktie, necktie is crazy. The necktie continuity error is like, yep, saw that. I was like, oh, that's it bounces funny. back and forth like six times. Right, but it's a great. It's like such a good monologue that was so fucking stupid. Yeah, although um, it culminates in like a real awkward like nine, 90s specific like joke reference. Uh, which is the Rodney King, can't we all just get along? Which is just like, ugh. It's a good monologue in its stupid kind of way. Um, I think it's a two-way tie between okay. uh, uh, Rod Steiger getting shrunk down and stepped on. Uh, so you get I mean, angry, angry Rod Steiger with his tiny squeaky voice, and then he gets stepped on. That's yep. pretty great. Um, yep. And... Uh, Glenn Close getting crushed by the chandelier, which is so much more violent than you expect it to be. <laughs> it is insane. She gets crushed by this giant crystal chandelier, and then it is like clearly a dummy, but there's like a lot of blood involved. Yeah. But it's like the whole movie, everybody's getting zapped with these like ray guns that just turn them into like red and green skeletons. Uh, and then, and then, and then, Glenn Close has like a Rambo death, like in the middle of the movie, where oh, there's like yeah. blood and viscera. It's so weird. Oh, those are good ones. Um, we haven't I, even talked um, about the fucking head switching bit in the UFO. The head. So I, w- I was like, that's what place that I was thinking to the answer to your question was like that. That that is some serious tongue in cheek, amazing bullshit there's like, one bit that i really yeah. liked which is uh in i think the first time that they're they both have like their severed heads and they're talking to each other and their eye lines like don't even remotely match up it's great oh yeah he's looking like like three inches down and like way the fuck off to the left it's like he's not even remotely looking at her face okay i'm gonna do you one better do you know what the best thing about that whole sequence is like that whole thing about their heads hmm his head is dripping the yes. whole time. Yes. Like, they, they bothered to do that. Like, why? It's so fucking dumb. Like, I, the, the attention to the wrong details is amazing <laughs> in this movie. Yes. Why would you bother? I don't know. But I'm, I'm so happy that they did. I'll, I'll give, the, I guess I'll give that the best death because it's so stupid. Yeah. So this is a, another recurring bit I'm going to try and start working in, which is what element has sort of aged the poorest. Like, what, what is the element that, that is not aged well? Mm. The, or that is aged the worst? Um, in this movie, I think we can go for, like, what is the worst, like, the most awkward joke. Um, like, in, in Ninja Turtles, it would have been the claustrophobia, homophobia bit, which is just so... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, that's terrible. It doesn't necessarily have to be a joke. Like, I mean, I would say the CG. Like, the CG in general well, the is CG aged clear, very the poorly. C- the yeah. CG in general, a- absolutely. Yeah. There's no question. Like, um, the visuals of the CG is terrible. But the thing that inspired, that made me think of this bit, is the gag, if you could call it that, uh, in the press, the presidential press conference, where the reporter, the androgynous reporter stands up and asks if oh, the Martians God, have two yes. sexes, and then they just stare at the reporter for a minute. Like... It's like Ugh. on SNL. Yeah. Yeah, no that 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 didn't do well. Yeah. Um, no, that one that one hurt. Yeah, no that one's no good. Most problematic bit, I guess is what we should call it. There's also it's just, actually it's, there's also the bit at the beginning. There's a, I mean this is actually I actually like this bit. There's the very first scene in the movie in the farmhouse with the Asian family. 
and the guy rolls up on the tractor and asks if it's Filipino Fili- New Year. Yeah, Filipino <laughs> Filipino New Year because <laughs> because he smells barbecue because all the horse all the cows are on fire. <laughs> okay, speaking as a person who is Filipino, I love that. Thing. Like, it's so funny to me. That shit is so funny. All right, so you like, give us permission to laugh at that joke? Absolutely. Oh, I love that yeah. bit so much. Um, but again, uh, like in my brain, so I mix up that scene in my brain with Men in Black all the time. Oh yeah, I never remember which movie that's from, and I love it. I yeah. fucking love that joke. Uh, beautiful. All right, well, um, I think that yeah. just about wraps it up for us. We got to ask the question, does it hold up, Bart? I'm going to let you go first. I think there are bits in this movie that hold up, but on the whole, I just don't feel like it's the best. Like I can see what Tim Burton wants this movie to be, and I just think that the movie, it doesn't come together on all fronts. I think you could, like I said, I think there's a good 30 minutes of this movie you could cut out and you wouldn't miss it. Um, and... I think that uh, you know some of the actors know what movie they're making. Some of them don't. I think some of it is played too straight, and some of it is played like too slapstick. And then there's like people in the middle who are sort of half in, half out. Like I, I, I like what this movie wants to be. I just don't think it really achieves it in the way that I wish it did. All right, I'm going to give you another way to think about this movie, and it's going to be by comparison of two other movies, both of which we have previously podcasted. P.S. Go listen to those podcasts. This movie is what you get if you cross The Hobbit with with Bubble Boy <laughs> and then and like smear some Tim Burton on it. You get this shit. And it's like the fact that it works at all is absolutely astonishing. It is fun, stupid nonsense that knows how dumb it is. And doesn't overthink itself, but like also tries to take itself just serious enough that you can cast all of these like A grade actors in it. Yeah, and I love that. Fair enough. So for me, does it hold up? Does it hold up? Sure. Is it a good movie? No. It is a good version of a stupid movie. I will say, yeah. I mean, I guess we should really start to ask what we mean by that question. Does it hold up? Um, and I think in this case, we could almost look at it as, like, does it hold up to, like, what we remember of it, you know? Like, like I think this movie is better than history remembers it. What it wants to be is great. And when it is firing on all cylinders, it's it's fantastic. And, and I think it is better than people give this movie credit for being. Um, I, I wish it worked more often than it does you know i think i, I think the I'll, hit rate is not as is not as high as it could be but yeah i think this movie okay. is better than people remember it being i'll give you one last point of entry okay there is a version of this movie or a drinking game version of this movie that is is mars attacks fun to watch and should i take a shot when something stupid happens and the answer is definitely yes and that's all i really want from this i want i want fun Fun stupidity. Well, that's, that's all, what I want. That's all and anybody wants at this point in life. <laughs> well, the outside word is terrifying. So all we can ask for the inside world is fun stupidity. Yep. All right. That just about wraps it up. I think for this week's episode of does it hold up? Uh, Mars attacks, you know, uh, your mileage may vary, but I think fairly positive from both of us. Uh, worth, worth a rewatch. I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's worth a rental. Yeah. Yeah. It's a you hard, can rent it on Amazon for $4. Maybe. It's worth $4. Yeah. 
It's a hard maybe. Um, not quite sure what's going to be on the docket for next week, but uh, you know, it'll be it'll be something worth talking about, hopefully, or else it'll be a real short podcast. <laughs> uh, everybody fuck. out there, take care of yourself, stay safe, stay healthy, stay the fuck at home, have a lovely evening, and a fantastical tomorrow. These are adult hens.